Hello and welcome. It's time to be kind and unwind. I'm your host, Sarah B. Today we're going to finish up the three-part series, uh, Lessons from the Stew, and this is basically the part that I'm most excited about. It's going to share with you some lessons that I've taken with me from that really terrible experience and things I've been able to apply um, throughout my life the past 15 years. So thank you for joining me on this journey. I know it can be emotional to hear about some of the content that I shared, but I hope that it's given you a better understanding about what it's like to suffer with uh, you know, different aspects of mental illness, but also I hope it gives you an appreciation for people that are going through those struggles and the work they're doing to come, come out of it. So let's just dive right in. Um, 15 years ago, I was released from the hospital. I was there about two weeks um, after a suicide attempt. And basically the lessons I learned there uh, were from the staff as well as from the other uh, patients that were in the facility with me. But one thing I really liked about McLean's program is that they had structured group settings. So you would go to group time and they would kind of walk you through different coping strategies, uh, ways to manage stress, ways to kind of reframe your thinking. And so a lot of those techniques I ended up following up on uh, with a therapist. So um, the most useful part of therapy that I've ever had is a practice called cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, this is also under that umbrella falls dialectical behavior therapy. So both CBT and DBT are amazing uh, techniques that can really help anyone, not just someone that's struggling with mental illness. So learning the cognitive behavioral therapy technique, um, obviously you would need a professional to sit down and go over it in a, in a formal session. But basically what I'd like to do is share how I've used the training that I received and the coaching that I received to help in my everyday life. So if you're more interested in uh, cognitive or dialectical behavior therapy, definitely pursue that. There's a lot of information online as well. But uh, for today, I just want to talk about a couple of strategies that have really helped me. So CBT looks at what stories you're telling yourself in your brain. So when you are upset or bothered by something or scared or feeling depressed, there's some sort of story going on in your head. There's some sort of thought pattern that you've created or allowed to kind of proliferate. So one thing that you can do to untwist your thinking, and this was super helpful for me, is to write out the, the negative thought pattern you might be experiencing. And once you write it out, it's out of your head, it's on a piece of paper or in your phone, and you can also look at it more objectively, like does this really make sense? So for example, um, I might be having a thought like, wow, I suck, I can't do X, Y, or Z, I'm just a complete failure. So I write, can write that out, and I look at that and I say, well, do I stink at everything? Am I bad at everything? Well, well no, no, this may be something I'm challenged by, but all right, um, well, am I always going to fail? Have I always failed in the past? Well, no, no, I haven't. So how can I reframe what I'm thinking about this situation? Well. I need to learn more skills in order to be able to succeed at what I'm trying to do. Well, that, that seems positive, so it gives you a next step. So basically, you can take um, negative thought patterns, maybe about how someone feels about you, and kind of explore that and get it in the early stage before you become stressed out over something. So 
A great example is when you don't hear back from a friend. Let's say that you've texted someone and you usually hear back and you don't. So your first thought is, oh my goodness, you know, they're mad at me. I said something stupid in my last message. That's it. It's over. Well, the way you can untwist that is to, you know, write it out, say it out loud, whatever, and look at that be like, well, could it be, is there another possibility here? Does it have to be that this person's mad at me or I said something stupid? Well, no, it could be that they just got home from work or it could be they haven't had a chance to check their messages. So you start to think about that. Okay, that, that's, that's plausible, that's possible. So you can reframe, you know, maybe something you first assume the worst of someone, uh, you can reframe that to give them the benefit of the doubt. So another thing that this kind of training will do, it'll help you create new neural pathways. So basically your brain, rather than default to the most negative thing, the most uh, destructive option, it helps you not go there first. It helps you think about the possibilities and if you're always you know, kind of giving people the benefit of the doubt or thinking on the positive option of things, you know, you'll start to default to that. And so this can be really helpful um, in a situation if you're anxious about something. So another thing maybe, you know, you're about to go in to a meeting and you're starting to freak out like, oh my goodness, I'm gonna screw it up, am I in trouble? Like, what's this meeting about? So rather than do that, you can pay attention to the story that you're hearing in your head. So at that moment, you may be thinking, oh my goodness, no, I, I'm in trouble, that's why my boss has called me to the office. So you can stop yourself in that moment and think, well, well, why do I think that? Have I been called in before and been in trouble? Well, well no, maybe you haven't. Um, have I done anything that I could possibly be in trouble for? Well, well, no, I've been doing really hard work all week. It can't be that. So you basically pay attention to what you're hearing in your head, like what is stressing you out? What, what is causing these negative emotions? And you listen to it. And you can kind of reason with it. Um, and kind of find out different options that aren't negative that maybe you're leading, uh, maybe more rational. Um, and you can just realize that you're, you know, seeing something maybe from the wrong perspective. So that usually will help me when I get in those situations thinking this way and untwisting my thinking usually helps me, you know, get to a positive outcome. So the other thing um, it does really for people that struggle with anxiety, um, this is something very difficult I found, but it does work. So when you're, let's say you're having a panic attack, you're really stressed out having a panic attack. So what you do is you say to yourself in your head, you say, okay, right now I'm panicking. I'm having a panic attack. And you just kind of observe what you're, what you're noticing in the moment. Okay, well, my, my breath is quickened. Um, I'm kind of, you know, tapping my foot or kind of like scratching at my fingers. You know, you just, you kind of notice what you're doing, what your uh, signs are uh, that you're having this attack having trouble breathing and you just kind of sit with it and you're like okay this is me having a panic attack it's going to be fine and then you say well how can I calm this part of my body down you focus on that part of your body and well how can I can I breathe deeply okay now that I'm breathing deeply I'm starting to get more oxygen my heart rate's starting to slow so you basically pay, it's almost like you're observing yourself from a third party so you're kind of stepping outside that moment and just noticing, you know, what's going on around you, what's going around, what's going on in your body, and you kind of step in as an observer and just kind of notice what's happening. So you're not afraid of it, you're not fighting it. You're like, okay, this is me, I'm upset, I'm nervous, this is what happens when that happens. 
So you're just kind of like taking notes on what's happening. So what it actually does is it does calm your brain down and you realize that that it's you're allowing yourself to have that moment of anxiety. You're just experiencing it rather than fighting it. You know, a lot of times I would say, oh no, I can't get anxious. I gotta calm down. I gotta just chill, you know, and, and, and you work yourself up just trying to stop the emotion that you're feeling or stop it. Uh, this way you're, you're letting it out, but you're observing what's happening as you're doing it and you're not you know fighting like trying to stuff it back inside so those are some techniques i use pretty uh, frequently and i think anybody can use them you know all of us get into situations where you know maybe we're thinking in a really negative way or just kind of in a funk or something so this really helps um, and then the last thing i learned uh, not just in the hospital but it started there was when you do when you are stressed about something let's say or you are depressed or you're just really overwhelmed you can't, like a lot of times what I would do is just come up with all the things I needed to do and how far off I was. So this part of the technique, you know, in your brain, to help your brain, it, you do the next thing. So if I'm sitting around and I've got laundry piling up, I've got dishes, um, I have a project I have to work on and I just don't know where to start. Well, what's something I can act on right now? What's the next thing? Not the whole thing, not the biggest part, what is one thing I can do right now that will get me closer to any one of those goals? And you do it. So once you do that, once you get up, a lot of times when you're depressed, it's hard to just you know jump up and get going. But once you can do that first step, no matter how small, you're already on the path to doing more. And a lot of times for myself with, with motivation, when I struggle, if I get one thing done, it makes it easier to go and get the next thing done and go and go and go. So I think that that could work for anybody um, who struggles with motivation or if you are you know, feeling down and uh, defeated, you can, there's something you can do. There's one thing you can do towards any of those multiple goals. And that's what you should do. So these are strategies I use. Um, I'm not perfect at it. I still need practice. Um, but from what I learned uh, in the hospital, like there's so many universal things that so many people struggle with. Nobody wants to admit it. We all want to Kind of create this image of ourselves that's fun and you know just owning it and you know good in our field and the best at what we do and you know happy to be alive and all these things we want to project this image but at the end of the day if that's not real um, that can be really depressing to know that the image that you put out there isn't who you really are so i think for me being authentic has really helped me um, kind of just embrace who I am uh, with my shortcomings and also kind of look at things that I struggle with and turn them into strength. So the fact that I have struggled with depression and, and anxiety and especially with you know mania, I can kind of see um, the different aspects of those things and you know how I become a stronger person, um, how I become a more empathetic person and it's also how to cope and really you know with really tough mental anguish. That, that's a skill that is really good to have in life. So. I've come to accept my um, diagnosis. I've worked you know, with eating better and exercising, all those things that are so good for your mind. Um, and I've you know, learned to advocate with my doctors over the past 15 years. That's been absolutely huge. So while I will say that you know, mental illness is something I probably will struggle with the rest of my life, it doesn't all have to be a struggle. Um, I, I feel like I can still have a you know, healthy and fulfilling life um, by not being ashamed of who I am and by kind of um, taking these different lessons and you know learning from other people uh, listening to others and you know maybe striving to be like someone that I think does have it together like maybe take some tips from that person or 
you know, try to emulate some of the things that they're doing um, that might help me. So those are things that have made me who I am today. And I just hope to keep growing. So I wanted to thank you all for going on this journey. I know um, maybe some of you were surprised to hear, you know, what I had been through. But I hope that if anything, you're encouraged to, you know, reach out to your loved ones that may be struggling. Reach out to that friend that maybe you haven't heard from in a while. And, you know, be okay checking in with people. And if you are the person struggling, be authentic, be real. Um, you know, it's okay to admit that you're not having it all together and, you know, your close friends and your family, you know, want to be there for you. So, um, you know, and also if you, if you struggle with motivation like I do, sometimes just try to do that next thing. And if you struggle with negative self-defeating thoughts, you know, try to untwist those thought patterns and see exactly where you went wrong and try to reframe them into something positive. So I wish you all the best. I, I hope to continue this podcast, have some other topics, uh, a few guests on here would be great. Uh, and I just hope that we can continue to do life together. You've been listening to Be Kind Unwind with Sarah B. If you liked today's episode, please feel free to share it. Join the conversation. You can do that by clicking the box with the arrow pointing up. Send it to anyone that you wish. You can also send me a voice message if you're on the Anchor app. Thanks so much for your support. Thank you.